0: What's up, and
1: welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded B-Roll. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of. Go.
0: I'm thinking. (laughs) Welcome to this week's Freaky Friday on Bearded B-Roll. This week we're going to be talking about the movie Midsummer. My name is Kyle, the other person's name is Mike, and this is... We're talking about Midsummer.
1: All right, Midsummer, 2019. Midsummer. Um, I don't know. It's Swedish. Are you Swedish?
0: Uh, apparently. Yeah, apparently I'm. Apparently I'm not as German and Irish as I thought, but I'm a lot more like just all of the Viking races.
1: All right, cool. You are like the? I don't even know where I'm going with that. All right. So Midsummer 2019, starring uh, Florence Pugh. Is that how you pronounce that? P-U-G-H? Florence Pubes? What? No, no. Pug? Pew? Pew. It might be I, Pugh. I don't know.
0: All the people in this movie, except for like the main guy, looked familiar, but I think it's just because he looks like... um, Who's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy? That guy. How are we this off
1: topic already?
0: I'm just saying the name of the man actor. I don't know the name of
1: the lady actor. Are you I saying don't know the, the guy man? who played Christian looked kind of like Christopher Pratt? Yes. That's what I was trying to say. He looks nothing like Christopher Pratt, other than the fact that they're taller white guys. Exactly like him.
0: And then the kid that played the Joker.
1: Yeah, I feel like, like I've seen him. Oh, wait, no, actually, times.
0: I do know a bunch of them because the, the the other dude was um in The Good
1: Place, kind of in the same role. He always plays like a scholarly person. Fair enough. I didn't watch, uh, the good... is that the one with, uh, I don't know, the girl who did the voice of the woman from Frozen? Yes.
0: Okay. It's a good show. Basically, there's no way to get into heaven and everybody's in hell.
1: Cool. So it's like a bureaucratic mess, sort of?
0: Yeah, actually. Yeah. So, mid-summer.
1: Uh Starring Florence Pugh. We're going to go with that pronunciation. Sorry, Florence. And those other people. Right. We've got a lot of other people, some of whom are Swedish. And it's directed by Ari Oster. Also not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. The guy who did Heredity? Hereditary? Hereditary. 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 Directed by Ari Oster. And Midsummer is kind of a cool movie. Uh, it's, a, it's a very cool movie. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've seen it a few times a cult now. cult movie. Right? Got a lot of cult Not stuff cults. going on. And yeah, it, I don't know it, why you don't think it's about a cult, but it's about a cult. I'm just saying all communities could technically be considered a cult. Well, think about like, you know, homeowners associations. Those are terrifying. So this movie kind of deftly walks the line between uh, being a, just a strange drama and being kind of a cult horror movie at the same time. It's somewhere between an Eli Roth movie and sad movie where people cry a lot. So it's like if Eli Roth directed Nomadland in Sweden. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So let's go over the basic plot. We've got a couple main characters, right? We've got Danny, played by Florence Pugh, uh, and she has a pretty shitty boyfriend named Christian.
0: He seems all right. Really? He's like an all right guy.
1: All right, whatever. Um,
0: he just, he just, he's just not sure about the relationship anymore. He's going about it in the worst possible way.
1: By he just wasn't not there for anything. her, man. Wasn't there okay. when she needed him.
0: I mean, he was when she ended up crying a lot. He well, wasn't there for her when she was like, I'm worried about my family. And he was all like,
1: oh my God, leave me alone. He was like, I just smoked some resin and I'm having pizza right now. I really can't talk. This is kind of important. Um, okay, so let's go back to the beginning. Basic plot. We've got Danny. She's got a crappy boyfriend named Christian. Their relationship is basically just treading water. He's out with his friends talking about, well, you should break up with her, man. You know, you don't even like her anyway. And she's at home having a personal crisis because her suicidal bipolar sister sent her a cryptic email making her think that she was going to do something horrible to herself and or their parents, and uh, she couldn't get back in touch with her.
0: We need to have like a pre-recorded, there's, we're spoiling the whole movie things in the beginning of these. This is your spoiler warning. It's already been spoiled, but now now you will be spoiled again.
1: We only spoiled like the first 30 seconds. Yeah. All right. I think that's in the trailer. We've spoiled the trailer, and we're about to spoil the rest of the movie. The whole movie. Consider yourself warned.
0: Consider what we're about to do, egg salad, on a summer day sitting outside. Spoiled.
1: And you're drinking milk in 90 degree weather. That just makes you throw
0: up. This movie didn't make me throw up. I have no problem with body gore.
1: It wasn't even that gory. It was just kind of creepy. Um, all right. So back to the situation, Danny has not received, uh, an additional reply from her sister following the email. It said something like, I'm in a black place. I'm so tired. Mom and dad are coming with me. That's probably a yeah, paraphrase. I think,
0: mm, that's pretty accurate. I
1: think. Case in point, the sister, um, kills herself and the parents by running a car in the garage and, the uh, linking a hose from the tailpipe up to the parents' room and uh, taping another hose into her own mouth. Dude, that was hardcore. Yeah, no, she really committed to that.
0: I was like, damn.
1: Basically, Danny finds out about this, goes into an emotional tailspin. Her boyfriend, Christian, shows up, kind of terrified to enter the house because he hears how hard she's like wailing and screaming, but he knows, you know, I'm in it now, I gotta get in there, and he holds her, which I guess was nice of him. Then he plans his trip to Sweden. Right. He plans a trip to Sweden without telling her. And it's in like, what, three weeks or something? And he's like, I don't even know if I'm going to go. We were just talking about it. And it's like, didn't you buy a ticket already? Well, yeah, but we were just talking about it. And then somehow she says to him like, wouldn't you think it was weird if I said I was going to China for like three months and you just found out about it at a party? And he's like, no, it's Sweden and it's only for one month. And then he somehow manages to like turn that around to make it sound like he's right and actually ends up having her apologize to him for him not telling her that he's going to Sweden. So, that's
0: called gaslighting.
1: Yeah, no, he was... I mean, you're saying he was an okay boyfriend, and I'm saying he was like a total douchebag, especially because of how he I just... was
0: being sarcastic.
1: Well, you know what? That didn't come across. Well, good. Sounded like you were team Christian, and I'm I'm not. No, I'm team whatever the the Swedish guy is that tries to get her. Wasn't his name like Pele or something, like the soccer player? Yeah, polio. No, no. No, that's the that's Team the polio. Mm, I don't think anybody's team polio anymore. Well... Or ever was. Are we counting people that had polio? Um.
0: So, uh, so nobody is happy she's going to Sweden, though, except for that guy. They're all being polite. No, no, no.
1: He's into it. Right, Pele is super happy. Actually,
0: well, the the friend Mark is—he's not even pretending to be. Let's also just point out
1: that Pele is their connection to this community in Sweden. He's from that community. He's a Swedish guy. And he's bringing his friends to his hometown for the Midsummer Festival. Um, and he's really excited to have Danny go with them. But none of Christian's like American friends are even remotely interested in the prospect of her joining them. They're all just kind of pissed off. The one's just annoyed and the other one is like, I don't know, a douchebag in general. Just does not care about anything other than his own thesis. Yeah. No,
0: no, no. I mean, uh, that, one, that one's the one that's just like a jerk. But the other, like, he's just like, whatever. I was talking about the Mark guy who's like, literally just like hates her.
1: Yeah, he's like the goofy douchebag character that you like wait to he's get killed in a horror goofy, movie. Goofy
0: though, there's nothing funny
1: about him. It was kind of funny when he took the shrooms and freaked out about what time of day it was. Oh yeah. Let's fast forward a little bit. Danny finds out her parents died. We're gonna backtrack then fast forward. Danny finds out her parents died. Needs Christian. Christian's sort of there for her. He invites her on a trip he doesn't want her to go on. They go to Sweden. Drive four hours from Stockholm to some middle of nowhere place that Pele is from. I can't remember the exact name of the town. The Midsummer Festival is there. Um, it's also a weird time of year in that part of Sweden because it's like 10 o'clock at night and the sun's, the sun is still shining like it's noon. Um, And this
0: seems to be like a thing that's like, like all around though, because they're, um, I forget the name of the one dude, the one who's like there for school purposes, who's writing his thesis on it, but he's not, it's not just that, that he's there to see. He's there to see a Midsummer's festival like there and in Germany and like Amsterdam and like a few other countries. I think.
1: Yeah. I guess it's worth noting that these are for the most part, uh, anthropological PhD students who are somehow hoping to turn their experiences here into an academic work, studying different communities. I made a joke about Eli Roth, but this movie is like a lot like
0: green inferno. I hate a green inferno. Don't get me started on that. But I mean, it's
1: still there. It's in it. It's there.
0: It's a little bit of that movie.
1: <laughs> is that why you thought this movie had cannibalism?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Then I mean, there's like a lot of times where it just seemed like they were gonna eat people. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't think they do though. It's culty, eat people. I think you can't just loop
1: all, lump like lump all cults into one bubble. Lots of cults have different rules and different. Um... A lot of it's cannibalism. Some of them are cooler than others. Cannibalism's cool, man. His name was His name was Josh, the guy you're thinking of. So we've got Danny, Christian, Pele, Josh, Josh, and Mark. And Mark. You'd think I would know that because they introduce them like
0: four or five times throughout the movie. Like the whole group. Mark and Josh were just kind of there for the most part. Yeah,
1: they were there to be bodies. So let's see. That's the basic setup for it. They end up in this uh, Swedish community and, you know, it starts off as very like warm and inviting and, you know, a little creepy. Everybody's walking around in like white robes and everything, but it's got this very like picturesque, nice kind of bucolic like landscape situation going on, but none super, of the buildings have
0: super hippie.
1: Yeah, in a big way, like clothes
0: and flower bows or hair tie
1: things, and a lot of free love kind of stuff going on, and a lot of buildings with like strange roofs. Like none of them are at ninety degree angles or in any way. No, like the one that grand. looks like
0: the building like is facing down. I kind of liked that though. I was into that one.
1: I wanted to know what the point of that was. Like inside, like did they need the extra spe- ceiling space? Is it like do you have to like walk up a hill
0: when you get inside? but um more more things that reference the cult though is when they explain how all the children are raised by everyone that's a cult
1: thing no i was actually watching a documentary about um jonestown you know like jim jones the other day they separated all the parents from the kids yeah because they didn't want them to have like an emotional attachment or like a a particular allegiance to something higher than that of the group which is kind of what they were going for here i think All right. So they're there for the Midsummer Festival. It happens once every 90 years. We're not really sure what it is, but like Kyle said earlier, this ties directly into Josh's thesis work in terms of uh, researching Midsummer Festivals throughout different places in Europe.
0: That actually throws me off though, the every 90 years thing, because the one thing is very specific to age and they can't do that every 90 years. That
1: actually kind of makes sense though, because look at it this way. They talk at some point about how they view their lives in terms of seasons, right? The first zero to 18 years are the spring. Then, you know, up until what? 36 or 37 is the yeah, like summer, that's... fall, winter, up until 72. It's increments of until 18 Working
0: age, which was weird. I'm like 30s working age. Like, damn, you guys got it nice at least that way.
1: <laughs> but um, every 90 years actually makes sense. Cause it's like one full life cycle plus 18 years. It still follows the 18 year increment.
0: Yeah, but at 72, their lives are just supposed to end. So, like, does it mean everybody else's doesn't get to go out in like pageantry? That's yeah, ad- why I was like going off fire.
1: Okay. The, let's talk for a minute about Atastupa, which is like an actual anthropological term. Um, and it's used to refer to sort of a voluntary ritualistic uh, suicide. And that's one of the things that's revealed in Midsummer. The characters, once, or characters, the people, the members of the community, once they reach age 72, it's their responsibility to end their own life. And they do it in a very dramatic fashion by cutting their hands and rubbing them on some runestones stones and then like, you know, plummeting to their death off of what has to at least be a hundred feet up in the air, kind of a cliff facing.
0: What's weird is like this movie like feeds into people like us that just sit and guess things that are going to happen by like literally just telling you it's going to happen before it happens, but
1: not telling you. That's true. There's a lot of like hints to things, but if you don't know what out to stick that exact means,
0: thing, well, no, I didn't even need to know. Because there was like the thing, the tapestry of it. Then he said the thing about the age, you know, like the people killing themselves. And then they like went to this ritual with the old people. I'm like, oh, I know what
1: they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody else seemed to know. Actually, that's the fucked up thing about that too. Christian, Josh, I don't know about Mark, but Christian and Josh are both anthropological students, right? They immediately like perked their ears up when they heard Ata stupa. They knew exactly what was going to happen. And Christian, being the great boyfriend that he is, still brought Danny there who just lost both of her parents.
0: Well, actually, I don't know I don't know if he knew because he kept asking Christian or Josh, and Josh was like, I know what's gonna happen, but he wouldn't say anything.
1: Well, can we say that aside from being a terrible boyfriend, Christian is also apparently the worst anthropological PhD student in modern history? Yeah. If he just has like no idea what's happening.
0: Also when he was like questioning them, he was asking questions that I was like, I don't know if you should
1: just ask people that. Yeah, it was kind of like going Which I guess we'll have to talk
0: the, about that at some point, too. Um, well, I mean, the thesis is the main part. So, like, him, he decides after watching the, the I don't know how to say it. Alta Stupa? Alta Stupa thing that he wants to write his thesis on it. He decides to write that in there, even though he knows that's why they're there for his friend. He's like, all right, now I want to write this.
1: He copies Josh's entire work in this location. He's like, hey, by the way, bro, is it cool if I do the same thing you were going to do? But he doesn't even say it in those words. And he just kind of, he says it like it was his own idea. It's he's like, Hey,
0: let's work together on this now.
1: Yeah. We can't, I'm open to collaborating if you want. So you're just going to steal my idea and now you're open to like talking about it with me. It yeah, was, it was very it was strange. So he's not only a terrible boyfriend, he's also just a terrible student and a terrible classmate and a terrible friend in general. He's just a bad person. He can't do anything right. He just sucks in like kind of every facet of his existence.
0: And he always does it in a passive-aggressive kind of, like, shady way.
1: It's actually weird that he never, like, fully bros out and kind of, like, challenges anybody physically. Because, like, nobody actually threw, like, a punch in this entire movie. Well, I he was think.
0: kind of like a bitch, it seemed. Like, his whole thing, his whole demeanor was he was, like, too afraid to actually, like, break up with her like follow through with that like it was like not like it was cowardice it wasn't like a like a sense of like oh I, i'd i feel bad about it it was like literally just he didn't have the balls to end the relationship he didn't care about her feelings it was literally just his own
1: yeah and he was he even said like well what if i'm in a mistake and i want her back later so it was like better to have this thing that i don't really care about than to have nothing i guess but like i yeah. don't know i was very like her
0: feelings aren't like anything that he cared about they bothered him that's what it was like her her problems were a problem
1: for him. You know, and like I was actually rewatching this the other day and it kind of made me think of something. We're talking a lot about how Danny's got a lot of problems going on and Christian's just not there for her. But I was actually kind of thinking about how Danny was an asshole first in some respect and not to Christian, but like to her sister. Because she's she's getting these emails from her sister. She knows her sister's like, terribly mentally ill. At one point, she's talking to a female friend that, like, never gets identified on the phone about how her sister wrote her another bullshit email and her sister's always got problems and all that. But, like, she wasn't there for her sister the way she needed to be. And, like, that's kind of why her parents ended up dead in the first place.
0: So you think that's, like, just a full circle thing? Like, she's selfish also and doesn't know how to be there for someone else? And then, like, at the same time, she's asking for that exact thing?
1: Yeah, but, like, she doesn't know it well enough to know when it's not being presented the way it should, almost. Like, because he's doing it the way she might do it.
0: Yeah, like, it's, like, that fake, like, I'll put a band-aid on it, but, like, I don't want to be here.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he's, I don't know, I feel like he's a little more at fault in this situation because she's, she's like, extremely emotionally fragile from having just lost, like, her entire family. But at the same time, though, it
0: seems like her sister, like, does this a lot, so it's not, like, so much that she's, like, a dick, it's that she's been burned by it before in the past, which I get that. Apparently, her sister meant it though, like that time. But like, there's like a, a a point where like people constantly say they're gonna do something for attention, and then if they do it, you're you know you didn't see it coming. Still, yeah, I, I'm not saying she should have so like babysat
1: her, but
0: I don't. Know, I don't think you're right with that one 100. percent That assessment, like she had her she had her own selfish like issues, but I don't think that was necessarily one of them because at the same time, he was telling her. To let it go because of that, but she was like struggling the whole time already. Like she didn't really let it go. She just yeah. sat at her computer the whole time until until she found out.
1: Yeah, and you know they're never really clear on the geography of it either. We don't know how far yeah. away. If she's
0: nowhere nearby. Then th- what is she gonna do? She can only call people.
1: No, you can call the police or fire department if you like. you She could even lie about it. She could say like, "Hey, I think my mom fell down in the bathtub or something. Can you please go check it out?" And then they they would have sent somebody over to to get inside. Yeah, I wonder what actually called, What how the cops got there. Like if she called or because that's like someone smelled gas, Or maybe a neighbor heard the the car running in the garage or something. Because that's not explained. It's not explained how the rest of that goes down. But
0: she knows pretty much immediately. So like at the same time, I think maybe she did call the cops. It's
1: possible. It's weird that she got a call from an unknown number, though. I feel like that was a little strange because even if the police called you, it still should have showed up with a number. There's a lot in the beginning that's not explained like correctly. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, suspension of disbelief, they don't really need to tell us to to advance the story.
0: I didn't even think to question this until you started bringing up like the the quality of her character. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, who knows what actually happened there? Like you can't say she was a bad person because we don't know how any of that went down. It went from her being worried, calling her boyfriend to find out what to do, him telling her to leave it alone, to her crying. Like that's it
1: basically. I mean, I guess it's less important who she was, because I think one of the main points of this movie was to kind of show the-
0: What was becoming of her, like her psychological
1: break in there. Exactly. And how, like a lot of people see cults and they're like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. How could you get roped into something like that? That doesn't even make any sense. But in this one, we kind of get like a real-time view of how somebody can feel accepted in a community that by most standards would be considered freaky, you know, and feel like totally at home and at peace there um and we see her like slowly and slowly break into that granted she doesn't see all the horrible stuff we see but <laughs> the sides of it she does see are a little more pleasant
0: i don't know when she does see it though she accepts it like in the end not the first time she sees it
1: mm-hmm. well let's talk about um we already talked about stupa, which is one of the major rituals of this which again i don't think is part of the specifically the midsummer thing i think every time somebody turns 72 they just have a big dinner and get ready to do the stupa.
0: Okay, so you just think that that was just, like, a separate part of it? That was just like,
1: oh, this is good timing for this also? Yeah, I think, because that was just two people that came of age at the same time. I feel like that was just, like, a, an added bonus to the event. I don't think that's what happens every 90 years.
0: Birthdays came up a lot, because the one dude, every time he talked about someone, it was like, she was born the same day as me, and this is my best friend since I was a baby.
1: Pele, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, and he was raised by the village. And, you know, he actually references that his parents died in a fire, which I was a little unclear on because if it was the Midsummer Festival, his parents wouldn't have died 90 years ago.
0: I don't think they died in that. I think maybe that's what brought him to the cult. I think that's what he was trying to, like, bring her into it for because he wasn't she wasn't a part of his original plan. So I think he saw her as like another broken person and was like, I'm going to bring you into this with me now. And that's why he was excited to bring her.
1: Mm-hmm. somebody who would be like open and willing to accept like a new reality yeah
0: all
1: right so let's talk a little bit more about the out stupa what happened so there's
0: two old people and they're old and they have a dinner and apparently everybody is super well timed with everything <laughs> because everything happens when these people sit down pick up their fork and eat and then stand up because everybody reacts in real time without seeing them do it which was <laughs> that threw me off. That was yeah, weird.
1: That was a little weird.
0: Because they sit at these weird shape, rune shaped tables.
1: Yeah, they formed some kind of. It's never explained to us what shape it is, but they're obviously meant yeah. to be some kind of like archaic letter.
0: Yeah. Well, runes are another thing that they
1: use a lot in this. So I think it's like kind of like a druid ish cult. Actually, it's the Elder the elder I don't
0: know what
1: that means. I don't know. The guy at one point points to one of the rooms and he's like, is this the medieval futark? And the guy's like, no, no, it's the elder futark. And then Josh looks like he wants to kill himself because he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway,
0: so then they, they go to this, I guess, like sacred cliff face. It's all white. Like it looks like it's like salt or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was actually really cool looking.
0: And they cut their hands just like early in the movie. You see a fabric of people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um like shortly before this i mean actually i I think you see the bear my favorite one has got to be the lady cutting her pubes and then bleeding into a cup that was pretty sweet that was my favorite tapestry
1: backtrack on that there's a younger redheaded girl who just came of age to have sex or something pele describes it a certain way she's obviously not legal by like united states standards
0: no the whole time i'm like she's like 12
1: I think she I think she just got her period. I think that's what that meant. Yeah, right. She had just gotten her period and she becomes obsessed with Christian and they actually show a tapestry of somebody making a love potion from their menstrual blood and some pubic hair. And then it's like placed in Christian's cup right before the old person meal, actually. And nobody says a single thing about how his cup is like three shades darker than everyone else's cup. Like they all have. Did you, did you this, the moment you saw it, notice that I go, why is this different? Yeah, why does he have grapefruit juice while they have lemonade?
0: Yeah. Why is his different? And like it took me like a little bit, and I'm like, oh, gross.
1: <laughs> because the idea being that if he drinks that, he will become uh enamored with her and want to make the babies. Yeah. Period. Blood juice and pew pie. So back to the Stupa. We've got these two old people. They're on top of this giant white cliff face, which was pretty cool looking. Uh they cut their hands and they rub their hands ceremonially on the front of like a room-covered rock. And um then they take. Then they
0: make the most badass crowd surf dive mm-hmm. ever.
1: Yeah, they jump. And woman. the first one, the woman lands perfectly. She goes head first. Her face pretty straight, much. Straight belly flop. Explodes mm-hmm. her face. Her face explodes. And it's actually really good special effects. You can see a lot of like bone fragments and shit sticking out of her face. And then we've got um, Captain Awesome going next. And this guy just does not know how to kill himself.
0: No, he it looked weird though because it looked like he landed on his neck, which I was like, okay,
1: that would kill somebody, but then, like, apparently not. If I'm gonna jump off of something that's over 100 feet on the air, I'm not gonna go feet first. I thought he went face first, that's what it looked like. I didn't realize he went feet first. Now he goes feet first, and he just his legs like explode upon impact. Like, if he didn't die from that, they would definitely have to be amputated.
0: Oh man, and all the pressure of everything being shoved up into his head that was a good special effect. where his face was all red and his eyes were like all like the 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 blood vessels burst but yo before that even happened they're in the crowd they're walking there and i'm like what's the dude with the hammer for what's the (laughs) hammer for? like there's so many like they do stuff in such a way where it's like every weird thing that's gonna happen it's super noticeable but like it's not explained until it happens so i was like when i saw him screw up i was like oh that's what the hammer's for
1: yeah, there's enough there to like give you a sense of unease without it being like really spelled out. So let's go back to that. This genius jumped off the rock feet first, exploded his legs on impact, and then lays there twitching because guess what? He, he didn't die yet. And like moaning in pain. Then this dude pops out of the crowd and he's got this like six foot long. Oh, wait, 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 no, wait no, no,
0: no, no. Because you, you, you missed the part about like how they're like, they have this weird connection of empathy. Oh, go ahead. So yes. I thought that they were doing this whole moaning thing as like a, ah, oh, he fucked it up. And like, they were all sad that he screwed it up. Cause I was like, clearly his ritual super important to them. And he just ruined it and botched it. Clearly not. They brought a hammer for a reason, but like, because he's moaning and crying in pain, they all start moaning and crying in pain. And it's this like super insane moment. And meanwhile, all the, uh, the American people are like freaking out, grabbing their head, like what's going on. And then that British dude's like, what the fuck?
1: Except Josh, he's like sitting there taking notes on a post-it.
0: Yeah. Well, he knew it was coming.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So the dude with the hammer walks over to the old guy, takes a big swing, and kills him by crushing his head with a giant wooden sledgehammer. The crowd immediately stops their moaning. He didn't crush it. He just killed him. The next person, that chick's
0: the one that flattened it. Oh, right. Yeah, you gotta flatten it. It's and then there's a flat. third one while we were watching this Amanda's like why are they still going he's dead i'm <laughs> like i don't know i think it's just part of the ritual you screw it up these people all have to smash your face doesn't matter what it, which one kills you
1: it wasn't flat enough
0: yeah the, the the third person that hit it it bounced that was actually a great fit. like the girl the lady she bounced when she jumped i'm like man they really put a
1: lot into this uh this suicide jump you got to get your full like momentum in there you know
0: yeah. Well like I mean like no 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 I mean like she bounced when she hit the ground. Like it wasn't just like a, and she's flat like she bounced.
1: I mean I think gravity That's did how most she of the work. Face up. I know. I'm just saying. She <laughs> bounced. She bounced like a bouncy ball off that rock. But she died instantly. She did it much better yeah. than the other guy. The other guy, I don't know why 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 you would want to go feet first. I don't know. Maybe he was just like, This is high enough. My feet can't catch me now. <laughs> Nobody did like a cartwheel or anything. That would have been cool. They were old.
0: Old people can do sum, I don't know, man. I don't think I've ever seen a seventy-two-year-old
1: seventy-two-year-old person do a somersault. I don't know. I saw like a ninety-year-old woman doing yoga once. That's stretching. She put her leg behind That's her head. low I'm, I'm gonna Google like old all people. Right, all right, garbage, no, no, no. All right, so old somebody?
0: people, old, old people suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Everybody. Um, I actually was confused because like I didn't expect that lady to come over and be like, "Hey, hey, shut up." This is what they wanted. Let me explain. Like I didn't expect there to be an explanation. When the, like, I guess she's like the chief or like, I don't know. She's like kind of the leader for
1: some reason. The woman reading from the uh, the book. Right? Yeah.
0: Which when you look at the book, you realize it's just scribbles. It's literally just scribbles. Like, we, can on it.
1: we can get to the uh, ideology of the book in a minute. But um. Yeah, she comes over, right? And she gives them this explanation saying, Hey, look, they weren't forced into this. This is the life they chose. This is the same thing I'm gonna do when I'm that age.
0: Yeah. I was not expecting an explanation. If anything, I thought they were just gonna murder those
1: people right there for freaking out. Don't you remember the conversation they had like in the beginning where Pele was first describing their basic like life cycle to Danny and the rest of the group? He was like, Yeah, you know, and from till eighteen we have this and blah blah blah. No, I
0: do. Like that's why, like you knew right away. Yeah, and they're like, "What happens?" And he like does like the hand across the throat thing,
1: and they think he says it like it's a joke, and they're all like, "Oh, but he was just giving them like a completely accurate and honest description." Which is, I I don't know. It's a movie that like when you rewatch it definitely stands out more to you in like other ways. Yeah, because you don't have that you have that sense of like foreboding the first time you watch it, but you're also just not really sure what to expect the second time you're watching. You're like, "Oh man, he just straight up said they were gonna die," told them exactly, and he laughed
0: too. I don't know. I took I took all the subtle hints like pretty serious because it's not long after you see any of this stuff before it happens.
1: That's true. I mean, the movie, it has these like tapestry pictures that basically kind of broadcast what's going to be. Yeah. Like, you know, exactly what's going to happen. Even the the one in the very beginning has like the sister with the the hose taped to her mouth and like a, like a skull in the sky with like snow falling. And it's exactly what happened to the parents. I
0: missed that one.
1: It's in like the I very see. first, very first tapestry, full left side. And it's like the sister has a hose in her mouth and there's like other hoses branching out from her and there's a skull and snow falling, just like it was snowing at the parents house when the sister killed them. It's pretty cool. All
0: right. Damn. I'm gonna have to rewatch that part. But no, like I think the only one that's like super, super early that doesn't happen right away is the bear. Cause you see that pretty early on.
1: They bring up the bear pretty early cause there's a bear in a cage and I think it was Mark says, are we not going to talk about the bear? And they yeah. don't. We'll talk about the bear later. Yeah. Let's talk more about Christian's balls. They
0: are round. He's got a good sized penis, I guess.
1: Oh wait, that's, that's later in the movie.
0: Why do you want to talk about that
1: now? I thought we were going to talk about Christian's balls. Now. I don't know. What do you want to talk about?
0: Like his actual dick or like how he has none.
1: We're not going to describe it.
0: Um, I am so confused. You're like, we're going to talk about his balls. And I'm like, we do see his balls.
1: All right. So I was going to talk about the the sex circle, but if you want to move on to a different topic, let me know.
0: Oh no. I mean, that aren't you jumping ahead a little bit? There's like a lot that happens in between that. All right. Yeah.
1: Let's move on from, because that's, this is
0: when this is right after this is when he decides he's going to be doing his thesis on this too. And they all have to ask Pele if it's
1: okay. Who originally just says no. And then says, yeah. Well, Pele originally says, like, hey, we can't, the elders aren't going to allow us to have anything specific written about this place. And then at some point he changes his tune and he's like, yeah. But you guys have to work together. And Josh is like, fucking awesome. And then that's when, like, well,
0: he's like, fuck you, but also awesome. That's like when some of my favorite questioning comes up. This is when Christian's talking to, like, one of the elders and he's like, so you guys got a problem with inbreeding? And I'm like, there's not a lot of tact to that question at all. <laughs> yeah, you're just asking them if they fuck each other, sisters.
1: That's and actually a fair question. They're,
0: that guy's like, no, we don't do that. We stay safe. And then in the same time, Josh is in talking to the guy about their little sacred book thing. And he's like, actually, inbreeding's how we make our profits."
1: So, yeah, they intentionally inbreed to create profits that can then, like, add to their book of religious rules Scribbles. or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, like, I don't think, Christian's the question
0: kid actually like it's weird that that's even in there because he has next to no role in the movie aside from like a few brief moments where they're like that's that guy but he doesn't actually play any role and like all of these are like long-standing
1: traditions so it's like and even hmm. when he's writing in the book it's like basically finger painting so I don't know what they're like divining from that
0: well they said that they draw the pictures and then from that they determine what it means so essentially it's just like a like a Manchurian candidate they just stand there they do it it keeps everybody in line and then they just decide what they want things to be that sounds
1: about right I want to go back to Christian's inbreeding question for a second not as tactless as it might seem I mean think about it all these people are you know breeding with each other a lot of them are related I think it's the way he asked but they
0: it's also obvious that they bring in outsiders though that's the thing
1: you know about the app in Iceland right no because Iceland is traditionally a very like closed-off community. It's technically part of like Europe, but it's an island, you know? So it's not, there's not a lot of like mingling unless people specifically travel there. And a lot of people in Iceland are related. They actually have apps that people can use to check and see if they're related to people so that when they meet someone at a bar, they don't end up fucking their cousin. Oh, my God. I'm not joking. That's dead serious. I guess that is an actual thing. Okay, then. All right. I guess it
0: makes more sense. Me not knowing that, so it's just like, why?
1: So it's like, "Hey, you're pretty cute. Let me just check my phone to make sure we're not blood related." <laughs> That's all good. Like,
0: let's let's do the thing.
1: Better safe than sorry though, right? Probably not the most like erotic of foreplays, but feel like it's better to to know than not know. You're real hot. What's your grandma's name? I mean, isn't that how any good conversation starts? All right. So, what happens after so we learn about the book written by the inbred albino character which also pisses me off have you ever noticed there's never like a normal albino character in a movie they always use an albino character when they want somebody that's like scary or like something's wrong with them there's never just like a normal yeah. albino character like getting a coffee or something
0: what about the matrix they're superheroes super i mean villains. like the twins
1: with the blonde redlocks. yeah, yeah, yeah the super villains right like i said There's never, they always use albinos when they want to have a villain, a character that's got something wrong with them, or just, like, to make something weird. Like, there's never just, like, a normal character standing in the background who happens to be albino. It's always, like, somehow stigmatized, which is kind of, like, exactly what happens in this movie. Even though they put them in a position of power, it's not really a position of power. But I guess they have fun finger painting? I don't really know what to do with that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. All right, so what happens after the Stupa? What is Danny wants to leave, right? She's like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm done with this place. There's a lot of freaky, freaky shit going on and I'm uncomfortable. So Peli convinces her to stay and he says his own thing about how he was orphaned. His parents died in a fire and it was the community. She's
0: really not into that because honestly, if your family just kills themselves, kind of the last thing you want to hear is, no, no, I understand. Mine did that too. It's just one of those things that doesn't sound great as it's being said. Well, her family didn't kill itself. She's not
1: into it. Well, I mean, sort of. The sister killed herself and murdered the parents,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah murder suicide, and his <laughs> family died in just the fire, which I don't know, based off like like the whole cult thing I like, I was like, was it murder?
1: I mean, we don't know. it might have been like they didn't want to go along with a certain rule or something, maybe they I don't know there's yeah. any number of it's very like suspicious, but it's like intentionally vague, um yeah. oh, we forgot to talk about um Simon and Connie. What about Simon and Connie? Simon and Connie are the two characters. Oh, the British that, people. Yeah, yeah. That, um, Pele's brother. And I'm putting that in air quotes because I don't know if they're No, actually... he
0: just said they were friends. Because he said, this is my brother. He calls everybody his brother and sister because oh, yeah. it's cool. And right. then, but he said, he that's the one where he goes, yeah, we've been friends since babies. Or He says it weird because it's like broken English the way he says it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the other guy brought them there. But he only brought two, so he did a less good job at bringing people to the party, <laughs> which is funny because they they mentioned that another guy did it, but like I did not. Those those are the only two outsiders that they introduced besides the main uh, four characters. Maybe they didn't make the cut. Maybe no, because they did. Because at the end, of this is like the end going to the end of the movie, so that's why I didn't want really to like fully get into that. But like at the end, there's two people that volunteer to get sacrificed, and it's because they brought mm. sacrifices, but. It's not Pele, so the there's another guy there that did, and
1: they just well one of those the, guys is the one that brought Connie and Simon,
0: yeah, I know, I know that's what I'm saying, and then the other guy they don't they never say what other outsiders came because literally that's the only reason for the outsiders to be there
1: so Simon and Connie are the British couple, or at least one of them is British, and they specifically very, very vehemently did not enjoy the Atastupa. stupa. they thought it was wrong, no, they wanted to leave, they were like really are they offended.
0: not both British? I thought they were, but their accents were just really weak.
1: I think, yeah. I mean, I remember Simon's voice being like significantly British. Connie might have only sounded sort of British.
0: But his even his even faded out in part of the movie later. It wasn't that. It wasn't the whole time. I don't think they were played by British actors.
1: But like, this is where shit starts to get really weird, right? Because remember, um, Connie's walking around, like looking around for Simon. She's like, "Hey, I can't find him. He's not." Yeah, anywhere. they demand
0: to leave, and then out of nowhere, they're like, "Oh well, well, Simon took the truck to the bus." Only two people can fit. And she's like, that's fucked up. Why would he leave? I'm pregnant.
1: Why would he leave without saying anything to me? I'm like, you know, we're, we're in love with each other. And they're like, no, no, it's okay. Only one person fit in the truck. We'll, we'll take you to him. You can actually their now. introduction.
0: Their introduction was actually pretty good. Cause like, I don't remember that guy's name. His name was even more Swedish, but he was like, <laughs> yeah, I met her and me and her were actually dating. When I introduced her to Simon and she's like, we went on one date and decided to be friends. And he was like, yeah, we're friends.'" <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he brought her because he hates them.
1: I'm going to bring her because she spurned my love, and now I'm going to get revenge. (laughs) Fuck your baby. I wonder if the baby counts as a sacrifice. You mean like a a twofer? Yeah. I don't know. They really only bring up the baby
0: one time. They're like, she's pregnant.
1: And then it's like,
0: she was pregnant.
1: It's always interesting when they kill a pregnant character in the movies. You know, like there was a Friday the 13th movie where a girl was pregnant. That did not stop Jason from... I think he oh, harpooned her watched, while she was on a hammock.
0: I watched the terrible movie about a pregnant lady that got murdered, but I watched it all the way through. I watched um the Hillary Duff movie where she plays Sharon Tate, and it's like Sharon Tate had all these premonitions before she got killed by the Mansons.
1: I never heard of that Hillary Duff movie. It Doesn't sound good. Don't watch it. Um, all right, but anyway, you hear that? <laughs> Don't watch that. Not good. Sounds like a movie on yeah. Amazon. Oh God, is that where you watched it? Yeah. There should be a disclaimer. I've heard about it before. I think I
0: watched a couple of like Charlie Manson movies and that one. I was like, no, I'm going to watch this ghost one. I'm like, I hate this ghost one. But uh, all right, so he goes missing. Yes. And she's looking for him, and everybody's like, "Well, that seems weird that he would just leave without her,
1: right?" And then everybody just keeps reassuring them that that's completely normal. And and they take Connie away. They're like, "Oh, we'll take you to him," and she goes, and that's kind of like,
0: like let's not forget the fact that everybody is kind of always high in this movie, right? And like, I think the best part is is when we get to the part that you actually want it to. When they're like, "Drink this," it's gonna make you, <laughs> it's gonna make you easier to do what we want you to do. You mean when they... Essentially is what she says, yeah.
1: Before the maypole thing? Yeah. Well, I think we're skipping ahead. Yeah,
0: we'll go back. But yeah, like everybody's constantly high on mushrooms in this movie.
1: Well, yeah. Let's talk about Mark. Mark. Mark is the douchey character, the fool, basically. That's how he's presented in some of the tapestries they show in the very beginning.
0: So he's a pretty typical um, American tourist in Europe type character, Mm -hmm. except Like, his trope is there, but none of anything else is there for that. Like, it's, oh, I just came here to to party and have sex with European women. But, like, he's not like that guy. Yeah, like, he's not the guy that's normally in a movie that that's his role. And, like, immediately it backfires on him when finally someone's like, hey, what's up? Because this is, like, shortly after the other two go disappearing, right? Like, he's the next one.
1: Well, first he pees on the tree. (gasps) <gasps> that's right sorry I, I jumped too far ahead he peed on their super sacred tree there's a super sacred tree uh, that mark thought was a toilet and it actually turned Which out to weird. be weird <laughs> and also they add that
0: they add that again like i this is like an american stereotype that i've heard before where like in europe americans just kind of pee on everything and i was like where did this come from
1: all right because i I'm think they mentioned that. in like
0: the movie euro trip did you do this when you were in europe you have to you just walk around peeing on de- sacred de- monuments. No, okay, look,
1: it depends. Like you go to China, right? And there's people like, I once walked by this guy. I don't even know how he was aiming. I guess he just had a really straight penis, but he was standing on the sidewalk, peeing on like some grass while smoking a cigarette and talking on a cell phone.
0: And this was an American guy.
1: No, no this was a Chinese guy.
0: That's, see, that's different. The the suggestion in Europe is that it's just American backpackers that just
1: no, decide drug. they're going to
0: pee on everything.
1: Because no, that's the thing. If you're walking around London, there's like nowhere that has a bathroom. The bathroom at the Burger King is locked. You have to like buy something and talk to the person at the counter. There's like no bathrooms. So the easiest place to pee is on like a newspaper, you know, like vending machine or like so a garbage you're pro can. you're pro-feed
0: in this stereotype. Okay.
1: okay. there. No, you know what? There are. It's not even just an American problem. I went to, a, I was uh, at a British like, college and there were signs all over the bathroom about how you would get in trouble if you peed outside <laughs> how they would like walk you around and make you clean it up or something you had to like do like community service of like scrubbing the pee off the sidewalks so it's like a known issue
0: so america might be like the red-headed stepchild but europe is just
1: everyone's bathroom yeah that may that might be one way to look at it <laughs> all right um all right.
0: Anyway, so yeah, I heard that stereotype and they played into it, into this. I thought maybe it wasn't real and then you just verified that apparently that's a thing. It really happens. I just saw it in like movies where people went on vacation because I think it gets mentioned in National Lampoon's vacation too, doesn't it, at one point when they're in Europe?
1: Was that the one with Hawkeye?
0: I don't know. It's the one with Chevy Chase.
1: Oh, the European vacation one where they lose the sex tape at the beginning. I don't remember yeah. that much about that movie to be perfectly honest.
0: I, don't know, I just feel like every movie where I watch Americans go to Europe, it's there's a part where they complain about them peeing on everything. But I guess that's real. I guess that's real. It's something I didn't think would happen in real life, but I guess it does.
1: So, Mark.
0: He's on their sacred tree. Their super sacred tree.
1: Why is it sacred?
0: Because that's where they put all the dead people's
1: ashes. Right, all their ancestors. Oh, this is the ancestors. Amanda was not
0: ready for any of this she watched them kill themselves she's like ah oh, so messed up like it's a ritual and she's like why are they putting them on the fire and i'm like clearly they're burning them that's a pretty viking ritual <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they pull up ashes and they're feeding it to the tree and i'm like okay this is this makes sense
1: so mark pees on all of their ancestors and attracts the ire of one guy in particular who just really hates mark and wants to like pull him apart physically
0: my favorite part is is he going to kill me? It's like, you just peed on all their dead people. And every time someone tries to explain this to you, you just go, but it's just a tree. He had no, no feelings about how, what he just did as being wrong or understanding.
1: He was more just like, why wasn't there a sign? It's like, cause everybody here knows that.
0: Don't pee on this tree. This is the not good pee tree.
1: Like just cause a bus station doesn't have a sign that says no masturbating doesn't mean it's cool. It's just like one of those things.
0: This is how stupid signs get put on things like
1: don't put wet out on your face may cause irritation. That's true. Like the signs on the subways in like China. And I've seen in Thailand in in pictures how there's like specifically signs that say no durian, you know, like the big spiky fruit that smells like dead things. (laughs) Yeah. I guess there was like one guy who decided to eat it on the train and like ruined it for everybody else. All right, so, and you were talking a little bit about how Mark was the guy who wanted to go to Europe to bang European chicks, even though he totally does not fit that, like, demographic visually.
0: He's not, like, that bro guy. He's just, like, this weird nerdy guy. You'd expect more to be more in line with the rest of the geeky characters, and you would expect Christian to be more, more that guy, honestly. Like, just being, like, a really dirtbag boyfriend disappearing with, like, random women, but that's not really what happens by his choice.
1: So, Mark, after dinner that night gets lured away by the uh woman who was like making eyes at him and um you know no one ever sees him again i mean that's not true josh sees him pretty later So and how, how when and how does josh see him
0: so so josh asks uh while he's he's doing his interview with like the elder guy that he's talking to who's showing him the sacred book if he could take pictures and that guy's like fuck no uh and also we have like a hundred of these this isn't this, is, this is new this is the 2019 one and he's like oh well that's fucked up so later he sneaks out and it, the one thing this movie does is it really does give away things but it does it in a, like a way that doesn't suck actually because like it just shows him go to bed with his shoes on and it's like well obviously he's gonna go take pictures of that so when he's in there and he's taking pictures he's just clicking them away mark comes in he's like what are you doing in here close the door they're gonna see and then he gets molly with a hammer in the back of the head and it turns out that's just the dude wearing mark which is
1: that was awesome which brings us to the point of mark being the fool and when they first get to the community there's a bunch of kids playing a game and one of the people says hey what the hell are they playing and pele says oh that's okay they're just playing a game called skin the fool it's just practice i guess yeah another one of those foreboding moments so at this point We've lost Mark. We've lost Josh. We've lost Simon.
0: So actually what's really funny though is with that is like later on in the movie, you see um, like Josh's leg poking out of the ground. I'm like, oh, they're planting them. And like, I was like, that makes sense. It makes the soil fertile. And this is like a fertile ceremony thing. And. No, I was like, they just put his leg in the ground for some reason. This never really explained why his leg is there when they use his body later.
1: I actually had a problem with that, and I don't know if they took it out and put it back. But like, he was the only. It was like
0: a cut thing that they just didn't do that to.
1: Well, I mean he he's the only black character in the movie, so like you can very recognize you can you can tell it's a black foot. You know what I mean? Yeah, that one's
0: obvious. That's sticking out of the ground.
1: So it's obviously Josh's. But then later, when Josh is like being placed in that room with the other people. He has both of his feet. So what do they do? Like Does dig it? it? Yeah, because I have I like specifically looked for that. He has both of his feet. So I don't know if they dug it up or if that's supposed to be. buried like-
0: him and then dug him up. That's weird. Yeah, like that's weird. So yeah, I thought they were like planting them because this was like this whole fertility thing. Like to grow more outsiders? No, they grow like the help the plants grow. I don't know. Like a weird culty sacrifice thing for the plants. I Trump don't know. Posting. Yeah. And like that made sense because like then to bring it back just a little bit, the, the British dude, I forgot his name. You said his Simon? name? Simon. He's all like blood eagled in the chicken coop, feeding the chickens, which was great because they also imply that he's still alive.
1: No, I looked that up. That was actually like a, a medieval kind of torture thing. So they yeah, would, it's a blood yeah, eagle. Yeah. So they tied him up, cut his back open. I'm assuming disconnected his rib cage and pulled his lungs out because they so basically like looked like wings. Uh, but the problem there is it's a very slow death because when you're breathing, you use your diaphragm to pull air into your lungs. But with the lungs suspended outside of the body like that, they can't use the power of the diaphragm to pull air. So they're only getting like a little bit of air at a time till they eventually empty out.
0: Okay. Yeah, I did not know that part of it. I only knew my limited knowledge of what it was from the movie, uh, the TV show Vikings.
1: Doesn't make it like less horrifying. You know what I mean? Like it's no, it about. doesn't.
0: So like I was so confused if he was still alive because we're like, he's breathing. But then at the same time, like throughout the movie, like things are pulsing all over the place.
1: That's true. Sometimes it's, it's like a mushroom trip hallucinations. But I mean, like we, they, it looks like the lungs pulse a little bit. And I don't think Christian was looking at him at that moment. So let's go back to Christian. Wait, that was right. like a
0: jump back, but also a jump forward because this happens after, after the, the thing, thing that you've been dying to get to. So we'll talk about that. You now. said
1: this was like your ideal lifestyle. So let's t- okay. It is. I
0: mean, it's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world, and I'm gonna make it happen. Amanda wouldn't let me <laughs> do any like fifty shades of gray stuff, so this is this is my new goal.
1: I didn't see fifty shades of gray. Sounded kinda of boring. It sounded like one of those things for people who like don't actually know about like Oh, it totally
0: is. The BDSM community was really upset by it because it doesn't portray it
1: the right way. So yeah.
0: So she Danny goes off and does the the special dance ritual to
1: become the May Queen. Right, the Maypole dancing sequence where she takes some kind of little teacup that maybe has hallucinogens in it.
0: Definitely is. It's No, it's definitely mushroom tea. Everything is mushroom tea in this. Everything they drink has mushrooms in it. That's my assumption. So she goes out and she's doing that and she's like tripping and she's like somewhere between scared and having an amazing time. <laughs> and then she accidentally wins. But while she is doing that, Christian's on like this super bad trip because they gave him a tea and they said, drink this. And he was like, I don't want this. And they are like, drink this so that you're suggestible and easier to control. And he was like, I don't know what that means. And drank it anyway. He was high off mushrooms. And then they gave him this other one. But I just loved the fact that they told him exactly why. They're like, to make you do what we want you to do. And he's like, oh, Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, so he was...
0: after she wins and she's going to like her special dinner thing, he's like pulled off in a way. Well, I guess he does the dinner thing too.
1: No, well, at some point, the. No, no, it's during the May, the Maypole dance, right? The little redheaded. No, she goes been...
0: off to get the flower dress thing made. I think that's when this happens.
1: Oh, right. Now she's being. It's like the, re- the weird ritual where she's like. Bringing around a cart of something, and she buries raw meat in the earth. Remember that?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when that was. That's when he gets pulled away. So she's off with like her little special posse now
1: of like new best friends because she's the May Queen.
0: He gets pulled off by like the blonde lady and like drugged into this room, and they're like, "This is what's gonna happen."
1: Right. She like inter. She sex interviews him.
0: Yeah, and uh, then they take him to another room, and he's like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Take shirt off." He's like, "Why?" <laughs> And, like, just random people just start undressing him, and he has no idea what's going on, and is clearly very upset.
1: Christian essentially, he essentially gets raped.
0: Yeah. I don't even think essentially. I think that's definitely what happened. I mean, there was, like, a moment of consent in there, but I think it was implied that he didn't really have a choice. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even go very well for him throughout that process, anyway, where it requires an old lady to push his
1: butt. Yeah, well, because let's be clear on this. He is... Having sex with the redheaded girl who earlier put menstrual blood and pubes in his in his drink in an effort to seduce him.
0: Who was clearly underage, laying on a bed of flowers, waiting and for him,
1: surrounded, surrounded by, by old naked ladies, naked women.
0: And then they sat moaning and playing with their boobs, and I was into it.
1: Well, that was part of the uh, shared community experience, right? She was experiencing pleasure. They were all like mimicking that sound and that feeling and that you know trying to feel it.
0: Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm into this life. This sounds like something I would do.
1: I'd be into that. Even the part when she grabs his butt and starts pushing his hips in because he's not.
0: The only part I'm not into enough. is the shrooms. I'm not really into like drugs, so I'd have to be sober.
1: I don't understand really the point of drugs, but um, yeah. So that was the part that had me laughing out loud when he doesn't come fast enough. So the woman comes behind him and starts pushing and just helping him. Have, and then and we'll
0: he's see. like he is miserable like this whole time. Like his face is not having a good time. No, I think there's like moments of it throughout like the trip, Like, but the, just the same way that Danny had like moments of like, what the fuck's happening during this dance thing, but then like immediately goes back to smiling. He was kind of like doing the same thing, but it was a lot more on the side of, I don't know
1: what's happening
0: and I don't want to be here.
1: And then when he finishes, when he has, you know, gone to completion, he has, he looks up, with this, like, where the fuck am I face? And he has this moment of clarity and like horror.
0: There's something that happens even worse before that even happens. Where Danny comes back and she's like, "Well, what's going in that oh. room? A lot of weird noises happening in there." And the lady's like, "You don't want to go in there." And she's like, "Yeah, dude." And she's like, "All right, you go go in there." <laughs> and she sees the ritual happening that's happening inside, and that that's that's pivotal to like the end of the movie, and it's also mm-hmm. kind of fucked up because it's kind of a setup
1: yeah they they like knew what they were doing when they had her you know see him do that that wasn't like yeah
0: yeah, there was no there's no real resistance that like, you don't want to do that,
1: yeah you do, and then so she goes off on her own thing, Christian freaks out, runs out of the room, just bare ass naked and this is dying. a part
0: where I understand that you don't stare at penises enough or something. I don't know what's wrong with me ever since life drawing classes and stuff where I had to draw them a lot. I'm fine with it. He definitely had like virginal blood on his penis or like period blood or something because she was on her period. Maybe that so was his blood. Maybe they were just blood.
1: pushing him too hard.
0: There was blood on his wiener. It was covered in blood when he was done.
1: I do notice the penises. I noticed Kevin Bacon's penis in Wild Things and they only showed that for like a split second.
0: That was probably a stunt dick. This was definitely his dick because he was full frontal naked.
1: Rewatch Wild Things. He turns around in the shower and his dick sort of slaps the wall. It happened.
0: <laughs> i to do that now. But no, he, it was definitely, I think it was, it was definitely implied that she was either A, a virgin or B, because she was on her period, but like definitely got her pregnant because that was the implication there that it was like guaranteed when she started rocking around or whatever.
1: But after he runs out of the room is when he finds Simon hanging with his uh, lungs suspended and some dude pops out and blows like weird powder in Christian's face. Christian passes out and, um. Makes up paralyzed. Did they bury him? No, this is when we get to meet the bear, bro. No, because like before that it seemed like they buried him. Christian?
0: Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm no, he it's gets- just like the way they talk to him. Because the one girl comes over and like it looked like they put something on his face, but I guess his eyes just closed. Oh, that guy just closed his eyes for him. The dude comes over and closes his eyes. At first I thought he was dead. So yeah, that guy <laughs> closes his eyes and then he opens them, and then that's when the girl explains that he's like paralyzed.
1: Yeah, so they have him in this little wheelchair and then they give, uh, earlier they showed people uh, gutting the bear, right? The bear had been killed, the bear from the cage in the very beginning had been killed and was being gutted and hollowed out. Um, yeah. <laughs> the moment I saw that I was like oh, I know what's happening. And by now Danny is in this like enormous uh, flower dress that is basically like she cannot move. It is, she's surrounded she by flowers. It.
0: It's just, it looks weird.
1: And there's like a trippy thing going on with some of the flowers on the crown where the they look like they're breathing or like they have eyes or something opening well no they actually match up with her breath while she's breathing if you watch
0: oh all right yeah like yeah but that's all that's part of the mushroom trip still i think
1: well i think part of it is too is her kind of getting back in touch with nature because if you remember when she took the uh mushrooms in the very beginning
0: the grass is growing through her
1: exactly yeah and this i think is like a further like an extension of that so Basically, she gets given a choice. Um, they're gonna put a whole bunch of people in a room and burn it, and that is the sacrifice of midsummer.
0: The volunteers brought by Pele and and his one
1: friend. And we're putting volunteers in like air quotes, but a lot of them are her dead pseudo-friends already, like Josh is in the weren't
0: volunteers. There were sacrifices that were brought. those, oh, those were clear. Oh. And there was and there was volunteers. There's two volunteers.
1: Right. The volunteers who are told that if they lick the syrup of whatever tree they're not gonna feel any pain, that turns out That's to be bullshit. <laughs>
0: And then there's a lottery for the last person slash because she won being May Queen. She gets to choose between the lottery person who I guess in this culture considers that like that's an honor and like that's a that's a good win. Mm -hmm. But that's not
1: who she chooses. No, she chooses Christian because fuck that guy.
0: Because he cheated
1: on her and for like his own will. No,
0: I mean, she did not care about all the terrible boyfriend that he was. Like, even when he forgot her birthday and then pretended to give her a cake, she was like, ugh, whatever. Like, she wasn't upset. She was like, "Yeah."
1: I think as she developed through the story, she had a greater realization about things. She was able to view things from a different perspective, a more objective perspective. Yeah, mushroom high. Because before, he could just talk her into thinking something he did was her fault and make her apologize. And I think her journey through there and, like, meeting other people that can at least you know purport to like feel what she feels kind of let her take a little bit of a step back so i think it It.
0: The- i think her being tricked into thinking he cheated on her though had a lot to do with it which is weird because in this moment all the things that have happened around you i would immediately assume that this was some kind of like cult ritual thing with that too because there's like like 12 people in that room also that's a weird way to having an affair It'd be like all right i need you 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 and you to come watch and just tell me how good i'm doing I need you to give me assistance if I slow down. (laughs) And I pick you to be the one. Again, that would be a great life if you could just walk into somewhere and be like, I want all of you people to watch and congratulate me. I need you to be my assistant. We're going to make this happen.
1: I don't think that would be good for me, but I understand how for some people that might be ideal. This
0: would be fun. Some people like an audience. I don't know. I don't hate one.
1: Anyhow. So... (laughs) Danny um, chooses, and I think one of the reasons it's so easy for her to like look past like the weirdness of this community is because she doesn't seem to belong anywhere, right? She keeps saying, "I don't know why I'm here." And at some point, it shifts, and she's like, "I feel good here. I feel like I belong here."
0: Kaylee like directly tells her that, yeah, when they're having that little bro out about, <laughs> "I got dead parents too. You're an orphan. I'm an orphan. Let's be orphans together." And also, I love you, and my friend who brought you here is a dick. Basically,
1: yeah. <laughs> so she chooses to sacrifice Christian. He's going to get stuffed into this little bear suit, and he got to admit he looks kind of adorable with his yes, face costume. sticking out of the bear. Like, I'd love to have a bear suit like that. Right? I wouldn't even wear it. I just want to keep it nice.
0: I mean, I wouldn't want all the gooey stuff that was inside on him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'd have just like a cute bear
1: costume. <laughs> <laughs> they did not have time to like dry that thing out inside. Not that he could like.
0: Oh, he was covered in the
1: goop. Yep, which. Didn't end up mattering because he then uh, burns alive and it basically just ends with Danny sort of like trying to move, but she can't really move because she's in this giant dress. And well, she runs. Well, no, she like runs very slowly. And all the people there are like screaming to mimic the suffering of the people inside of the-, the two uh, volunteers. The burning building. Yeah, who- I don't know how nobody else hears them screaming and goes, damn, that tree sap didn't work. But, um- <laughs> Maybe we should get new tree sap. Well that's why maybe that's why they have it every 90 years so that whoever heard the person screaming is already dead by the time the next midsummer festival happens or they've forgotten Fair enough. So yeah, it looks like she's kind of horrified but then she does this like weird smile thing at the end.
0: Yeah, like it's like oh shit, that shit was like legit and then she's like fuck, I'm kind of into this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which leaves us with a question at the end. What happens? Yeah,
0: because she's not leaving either way. She's either she's either next or or a part of it. But I feel like because she she won the Mayflower thing, she wasn't meant to be a sacrifice. Like Pele did not pick her. He picked the dudes. Mm-hmm. They were all coming. They were all gonna die. That was planned. And then she was tacked on. And he was like, "Oh, sweet. This is gonna be. This is gonna be cool. you you're an orphan. I'm an orphan. You'll like it here. We'll be
1: orphans together."
0: Yeah, and like I guess he like kind of like had a thing for her too. Yeah, no, he definitely. I mean, I mean, he kissed her and told her that he loved her. Yeah, and that Christian didn't deserve her. So like, it's not like implied; it happened. So I think she stays. I think that's probably got to be like what the ending is.
1: I think she stays too, and I think honestly, it's probably the best thing for her. What is she gonna go back to?
0: She'd have to explain what happened to everyone anyway if she left. And this this way, everybody's missing. They have no idea where they went. And she doesn't have anyone to question about her, so it's like, fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's a cult, and it's weird, and it's dangerous, and it's murderous, and it's creepy. But at the same time, yeah, I feel like that's the best place for her. Like, she was, she was like, a part of that community.
0: I, I, I feel like you're two steps away from joining a
1: cult. Two steps away from starting a cult, man.
0: Thank you for coming. My name is Kyle. That guy's name's Mike. You can find us on all places you find podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bearded B-Roll or you can email us with suggestions for new shows at beardedbroll at com. Goodbye. I told you, my intros and exos when I do them are always weird. Sometimes they get fully cut.